All right, people, let's do this one last time. This is the way. Who am I? I am Iron Man. Romamu, I've come to bargain. We know each other. He's a friend from work. You may be wondering why the red suit. Well, that's so bad guys can't see me bleed. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. Beware my power. Green Lantern's life. That is America's ass. Language. Hey, you know what? There's another name you might know me by. Star-Lord. Who? Star-Lord, man. Legendary outlaw. You can't win, Darth. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. I am inevitable. Stop right there. I'm in. Hello there, and welcome back to the Flavor of the Geek podcast, where we talk about all things geek. My name is Matthew Carvalho, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Michael McCaughey. How you doing today, Mike? Riddle me this, Matt, man. <laughs> if quizzes are quizzical, then what are tests? <laughs> Not tests. I don't know. What are they? Uh, no. Uh, that was good. That was good. Got him. <laughs> okay. Is that it? The answer <laughs> is testicles. <laughs> hey. And then on to our, my next co-host, testicles. I mean, Stephen Carvalho. How you doing today, Stephen? Hello there. Hey, I said that. <laughs> that was my did you? Yeah, oh, I did. I never noticed that. <laughs> Matthew, why are you stealing my lines? <laughs> I'm sorry. Back to you. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. <laughs> cut that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, no, that was fun. That was fun. All right. So we got five main geek topics to talk about today, and then we're going to end the show with The Batman and our feedback and uh, our thoughts on that movie. All right, so before we get into that, how's everyone doing today? Hello there. Hello there. Well, <laughs> Matthew, I am tired today, but I think we're powering through. Back ah. to you. <laughs> okay. And Michael, how are you doing today? <laughs> Fair enough. Very well. All right, well. <laughs> so we're doing okay well, that's good i'm glad we're i'm glad we're doing well I'm glad. but so yeah sorry guys we didn't have an episode last week uh, this is episode 22 of the podcast and uh there wasn't really that much stuff to talk about last week so but there like four or five main topics came out just today uh, I think actually all of them came out today, <laughs> so so that's good. And next week we'll have an episode, but then me and Steven are going to Egypt on Friday, next Friday, the whoop, March eighteenth. So whoop. there probably won't be an episode for a couple weeks after that, but we'll get into that when it comes. All right, so let's get into main topic number one, main geek topic number one. The Obi Wan Kenobi trailer was released by Disney today. This was a one minute and 45 second of pure goodness and gave me the chills each time I watched it. And I have actually watched the trailer about six times now. Uh, and, but that's, I, I love the trailer. I loved it. I loved it so, so much. Obi-Wan uh, is much older, as we can see. This is 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. 
but I'll stop talking now. Steven, what is your thoughts <laughs> on this trailer since you literally just watched it two seconds ago? I literally just Ooh, watched call it. Record. Too. <laughs> you right have, you have yeah. the most recent <laughs> memory of this, this trailer, so go for it. Okay. Well, so there are a lot of characters I didn't really uh, know of, but I'm assuming that's just because I didn't watch the uh, the Rebel series or the Clone Wars series. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll break it down um, after this. Yeah. Cool. I can't wait to, to hear your breakdown of all of this. Um, <laughs> okay. But um, from what I saw from this trailer, it's a fucking intense show. I'm really excited. I feel like this is going to be like a nine out of ten series when it finally comes out. Um, the nostalgia hit right away. Um, because they played the, uh, what was it, the Duel of, of Fates song? Duel from of Fates, Phantom, yes. Yeah, Duel of Fates song from Phantom Menace. And that is one of my overall favorite, uh, like, badass score. Um, like, you have, like, the Mortal Kombat theme song, which I, I can I can play, I can, I can play video games to that song all day long and be, like, so pumped up the entire time. This Duel of Fates song is one of those songs that does that for me, where... I, li- I can listen to it nonstop, and I'm still as hyped as I was the previous time that I listened to it. Uh, so when they played that song during the, the trailer, uh, I geeked out. Um, seeing the what appears to be multiple um, Sith lords um, in this trailer was also pretty intense. And of course, you see Obi Wan Kenobi in his older uh, self. That was really cool as well. In his um, older self. <laughs> oh, in his yeah. old, that's like, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, well, how much so of a power move would it have been if they played the Mortal Kombat theme song during this trailer? Uh, Finish him! <laughs> <laughs> Didn't mean to interrupt, but I could not get that thought it's out of okay. my head. No, I get it. I get it. But yeah, I'm, I'm, over, I'm really excited for this. I really yeah. am. The Duel of Fates uh, song was played, yeah, in The Phantom Menace, but most famously it was pa- played when Anakin was fighting Obi-Wan on Mustafar. So Was it, was it I think played during that? It was, yeah. I thought it was a different, I thought it was a different song that was played for that. Okay. Well, all I remember I, is... Is that the wedding march? <laughs> maybe maybe yeah so mike what were your thoughts on this trailer uh well it wasn't it wasn't mortal Kombat, but it wasn't bad um, <laughs> no it was it's, this is a this is like a we're all riding the nostalgia train right now right it's mm-hmm. been 17 years since uh since you and mcgregor uh did his did his little dance as obi-wan and now we got uh, we got Hayden coming back, although he was absent. He was not there. He was hiding no. in the shadows. Um, yes, yeah, so this, this is a teaser trailer. Yeah, it's a teaser trailer, right. We got to watch as Obi-Wan uh, spied on a small child from the hills, like yep. a man <laughs> on a list, uh, the kind of man that has to tell himself, talk about himself to his neighbors when he first moves in. And we uh, we saw... So we saw a guy with a giant fidget spinner for a, a mm-hmm. lightsaber. Oh, that was really cool. Yep, that was pretty dope. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I thought it was great. I, I had to, uh, I will admit, since I wasn't well-versed in the uh, Rebel Clone Wars, that I mm-hmm. uh, had to look up um, Inquisitor Reva, learn about her. She's, she seems pretty badass. 
she's like slipping and sliding all over the place looking for uh looking for jedi she's got a uh, lightsaber pretty dope mm-hmm. and uh and if i remember correctly and by remember i mean read off the article that i that i read it from right now as i'm staring <laughs> at it the small child <laughs> that uh the small child that creep ass obi-wan is spying on with his binoculars is uh, i believe that's a young luke skywalker you would be correct oh man Right off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah. Top of your head through the article you're looking at. <laughs> but uh, but it's good to see that he's uh, he's being a peeping Tom on the young boy and keeping yep. keeping tabs on him. But uh, I can't wait. I really cannot wait for the next trailer. I'm already past it. I want to. Where's Where's Hayden? Where's yeah. my boy? Where's uh? Probably won't show him until the final trailer. My boy DV. Yeah, I'm really curious on how they're gonna use him. I I I feel like the only way they can use him is in flashbacks, but yeah, I don't know. Like I think it would be interesting to see a comparison between Obi Wan handling young Luke, like not like too closely, but um, influencing things perhaps. Right, right. But then also we get flashbacks of young Anakin. When he becomes the Padawan yeah. of, of Obi Wan, so I think that would be interesting to see in the series. But I'm sorry, continue, continue well, you on just, your thoughts. You know for a fact that it, whether it's the next trailer, the trailer after, that they're gonna do a black screen and then they're gonna do the Darth Vader breathing, right? Like, oh, well, cool. they they did that in this trailer. What they did that? Yeah, at the beginning of the trailer, it was like, and then at the end, it was like. I didn't. You didn't uh, hear it. I didn't. Oh, you got. You got to crank the volume up, man. Because crank it up and you'll you'll hear it. It's it's in there. I since I watched it six times, I know. But <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. I didn't catch it the first time I watched it. Nerd. But I did catch it the nerd. sixth time. <laughs> Wear his headphones. It gave me chills, man. It was so good. The trailer. I did so, think it was so very good. interesting, uh, and I didn't know this. I was wondering who's that pudgy face man that's uh, looking a little nervous. But uh, Joel Edgerton being yeah. Uncle Owen. But he, I didn't know Uncle that he Owen. was in Attack of the Clones in Revenge of the Sith as yeah, man. Uncle Owen. And now he's That's back. Right. I didn't. I had no they, idea. They, they got him back. They got him back. That's awesome. That's pretty sweet. I'm really stoked yeah, about I'm... Grand Inquisitor. He looks really interesting. He, I mean, he kind of looks like he's in the middle of a Slipknot concert, but he, <laughs> <laughs> he looks pretty cool. He... Yeah, so speaking of the Inquisitors, let's let's jump into that real quick so we can give the, our listeners a little bit of a rundown who haven't watched Rebels. And this will be a spoiler. Um, Stephen, can I get a little bit spoiler of Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! alert. Perfect. All right, so we jump into the Grand Inquisitor. So the Grand Inquisitor is the leader of who we think there's 12 of them. Okay, so let's jump into what he's saying in this trailer. The key to hunting Jedi is patience. Jedi cannot help what they are. Their compassion leaves a trail. The Jedi code is like an itch. He cannot help it. And then he says, where is he? I don't know who he's talking to, but he's definitely talking about uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? What if he's not? Ooh, maybe he's what talking, if he's about, talking Luke? about Luke. Ooh. What if he's talking about Darth? You know, I was always under the impression when watching the original trilogy that... Darth Vader didn't wasn't aware that Luke and Leia existed, or at least not one of them existed, because he he didn't know it was twins, and I guess no no one did back then, or 
in the future, long, long time ago. I don't know. Whatever. In but, the galaxy far, far away. It, yeah, long, long time ago when they didn't have the sonograms. Is that what they're called? Sonograms? Uh, you think what, of lightsabers. No, no, no. When you're looking at the, the, the tummy of the mother. What oh, is that that's called? The, uh, that's the force. <laughs> an ultrasound? Yes, yeah, an ultrasound, yeah, right. They apparently didn't. Correct. <laughs> they didn't have ultrasounds back then so in the in the galaxy far far away so they didn't know it was twins and but anakin knew that padme was pregnant so when she died i mean he wasn't he didn't witness her death but did he assume that that the child died along with her cuz it never seemed like he was searching for a child in the the prequel so uh, not the prequel, the original trilogy. That's true. But well, didn't they retcon that with the Emperor telling him that after Padme died, and he's like, "No!" Remember that whole thing? He did yeah. say that. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. No! And then, exactly. He just didn't. He he was so upset about that. He's like, "What about the?" He just didn't care about the kids. Yeah. Whatever. Exactly. Well, he he only he knew that there was one child at least, but he I guess we'll I guess we'll find That's out true. if he knows That's true. if he's looking for for Luke. Because he could be looking for Luke or Leia. I mean, Leia probably not because Leia is, is uh, Organa's daughter, adopted daughter in this in this universe. Right. But Luke is just uh, Luke hiding in plain sight on Tatooine. Yeah, he's he's with, doing with on top of his little thatch hut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But so we do get three Inquisitors in this in this trailer. We get the Grand Inquisitor, who's. Um, who's asking questions to someone who we don't know. We get the fifth brother who is in Rebels, and he actually can fly. He can fly a little bit. The Inquisitors first appeared in Star Wars Rebels. Uh, Vader oversaw the group led by the Grand Inquisitor. Other Inquisitors want went by the number titles, referring to them like siblings. The Grand Inquisitor fifth brother and seventh sister and the eighth brother appeared in rebels the second sister and the ninth sister appeared in the video game uh fallen order that i fall bring order. that up damn it oh were you i'm sorry uh, i was I'm like sorry. i was like oh all right matt stop talking so i could talk about the video game my, damn, my you, bad you my did, bad now nah, you did your homework uh, you did your damn I, homework I did, I did, I did, because I was, uh, I knew they looked familiar, the Grand Inquisitor, so the fifth brother was in Rebels, I know that for sure, and then the Grand Inquisitor was also in Rebels, but I know, I don't think that the, we, we don't actually know the name of the other sister, I don't, I don't believe, unless you, they say that in somewhere in the trailer. Uh, I don't think so, no. Okay, so I know that she. We know that she is an Inquisitor, but we don't know which number she is. But there's. It's said that there might be at least twelve of these Inquisitors, with of course Grand the Grand Inquisitor being their leader. But hey, go ahead, Mike. Talk about the game a little bit. On literally all I had to say, <laughs> the second and the ninth uh, show up in the game. You fight both. And uh, mm. when they started talking about, you know, when we, when we started looking up the Inquisitors and doing that, I knew it sounded familiar, and I couldn't remember why. Uh, you, know, you know what it is about this this series is that I really feel like I need to, for both this Obi-Wan Kenobi series and future Star Wars things, I really need to have watched all of these animated 
you know, mm-hmm. Rebels and Clone Wars because there was so much I would have. That's what I've been telling you, man. I would have recognized Cad Bane. That would have been cool. I would have recognized the Inquisitors. I would, you know, yeah. I, f- I feel like um, I'm yeah. not getting the full experience here. So maybe I just need to go back there and, is, and do that. It takes a lot of time to to watch these these series because there's like for rebels i think it's like six seasons or something oh like that boy. or or four or five seasons and it's like 20 episodes each season i mean the episode's not that long but it does take a lot of time to finish these for Re- rebels i think it took me maybe a few months to finish and then clone wars took me over a year because there's it's again like 20 episodes and seven seasons uh some episodes you could skip because of their story, you look at them beforehand, but it's, there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot of story, but yeah. So I recommend watching If you're going to start with anything at this point, because Obi-Wan Kenobi is, is up in May, I'd recommend watching rebels first. And right. then if you want, go back and start watching clone wars after that. So we can, you can start preparing for the, uh, Ahsoka series coming up down the line. Oh yeah, okay. But but it's always great seeing these characters that were in animated form coming into live action, like the Grand Inquisitor and brother, the Inquisitor Five, brother Five, um, the fifth brother. But yeah, it's always cool seeing them come into the live action, like Ahsoka, who who showed up first in animated form, and Cad Bane again first showed up in animated form, and now the Grand Inquisitors created by uh, by. What the hell's his name? Um, Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni. Yoda. Oh, All right. Okay. <laughs> so Yoda. where was I? <laughs> nope. Where was I? Uh, yeah. So so yeah. It's always oh, it's always good seeing um, these characters come into live action. But yeah, those that's my thought on the trailer. Again, I watched it six times. So freaking amazing! I cannot wait for this series. Any last thoughts on this trailer? No. Um, off the top of my head, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's an ensemble Off the top cast. of your head in the, oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> well, just, I mean, just spitballing here. I was a big fan of how the trailer gave a brief first look at uh, Game of Thrones actress Indira Varma as an Imperial officer. Um, but it seems like from what I saw that further details on her character remain under wraps um there's some stuff like there's you know um what are their names there was like uh, additional obi-wan kenobi cast members with undisclosed roles like like uh kumail nagiani i think i saw Mm -hmm. o'shea jackson jr in the background Um, oh really was he really no um he's just he's just he got cast um you know, uh, up in the rafters, I saw Simone Kessel and Benny Safdie, um, who <laughs> I'm not sure if they're related to Josh Safdie, because uh, Julia Fox was uh, his muse when he wrote Uncut Joms. And then there was Maya Erskine and Rory <laughs> Ross, who, uh, that was, what are they That was perfect, be? by the way. Thank you. Uncut Joms. Uncut Joms. And uh, <laughs> that'll date this episode someday in the future. Yeah, it will. <laughs> really put a, a timeline on this one. Uh, but what, what are they going to be? Are they going to be a bunch of Ewoks? Probably. Maybe. O'Shea probably. Jackson Jr., probably, yeah. 
Ankadam. Ice Cube's son is going to be a little tiny Ewok running around, I bet. Rapping. That's it. That's all I got. Okay, cool. <laughs> Let's move on to geek main topic. Main topic number two. Steven, go for it. Well, Matthew, the Marvel Netflix shows are coming to Disney Plus on March 16th. Back to you. <laughs> Alrighty, Steven. Thank you so much for that. Uh, <laughs> so we will be getting, we got confirmation that uh, Jessica Jones, Daredevil, seasons one through three, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, the Punisher and the Defenders, as well as, as well as uh, Agents of Shield, and I believe Agent Carter will be coming to Disney Plus on March 16th. Uh, does this make it all canon? Probably not. But with uh, what happened in Spider-Man, and uh, with uh, who's the guy who plays Matt Murdock? What's his name? Dave Filoni. Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox, not oh. Dave Filoni. <laughs> Charlie Cox uh, has stated in a recent interview that that uh, someone asked him, "Is it going to pick up right after?" If oh, well, because there's been rumors recently um, that there's going to be a, another Disney Plus series based on Daredevil, and of course he's going to play Daredevil. And they asked him, "Is it going to pick up right after?" Uh, season three, or is his story going to pick up right after season three? And he's like, "Obviously not," because Spider-Man <laughs> takes place five years after the third season or six years after, whatever it is. So, yeah, he pretty much confirmed that whatever we get will be kind of present Marvel uh, from from a future series on Daredevil. But, yeah. Mike, what are your thoughts on these shows moving over? Have you seen any of them or all of them? Are you happy that they're moving over to one streaming service? It's pretty lit. Um, I uh, I watched. <laughs> oh man, this, this is so bad. I really need to, <laughs> to up my my geek game. I watched one <laughs> season of Luke Cage. I've never watched Daredevil. I've never watched Jessica Jones. Wow. I watched two episodes of Defenders. Um, I watched three <laughs> episodes of The Punisher, and and it's not that has no reflection on the actual quality of the shows. Mm-hmm. It's just that I fall off shows really easily and I forget to watch them again and then then I'm being interrogated about it on a podcast. Mm-hmm. But uh mm-hmm. but I mean it's good, I I guess, but them coming over to Disney Plus doesn't it's not like it means that they're continuing the shows, right? It just means that they're right. They're just hoarding them all in one spot, but um, mm-hmm. Right, it's giving Disney Plus a lot, a lot more value. Like, I mean, it already had a lot of value, but now it's just, you know, think about how expansive the Marvel universe is. Especially now, it's huge. You have you go, you went from you know Iron Man, which was uh, sassy Robert Downey Jr. in a big old hunk of metal, mm. and now we have <laughs> up to like the Eternals, which everyone already forgot about, and then. Uh, all this other stuff, like it, there's, it spans so many seasons of shows and TV and movies and like books and everything. So to have it all in one spot, like you know, maybe someone got really into the recent Marvel movies and they want to branch out and watch uh, the Punisher. Which I mean, granted, if you were kind of used to the PG, possibly PG thirteen ness of the. Uh, of the Marvel movies and you go and you watch the Punisher, that's going to be a rude awakening. 
because mm-hmm. that show is a brutal. Um, but I, it's good because it'll it'll get more eyes, I think, on people who are interested in the Disney properties. Is there going to be a four-year-old that accidentally clicks on the Punisher? Of course. Uh, well, they are going to have parental controls on this, uh, from what they said. So, are there going to be parents <laughs> <laughs> that don't use parental controls? Yes. Yeah. 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 The password's um, 42069. You get right into the Punisher and you get to watch every episode. It's easy. <laughs> um, but uh, perfect. I think, I think it's great. I think it's great. All right. Cool. Cool. Well, these, I feel like these shows are going to be like kind of more of a flexible canon because Mahersha Ali played Cornell Stokes in Luke Cage. Now he's playing Blade. So, oh, that's so true. Yeah. I forgot about that. So I think, yeah, I think it's gonna be a little bit flexible. Like they're gonna take things out. Yeah, they're gonna. It's gonna be a little flexible. But uh, Mike, just so you, just so as a kind of a recommendation, Jessica Jones, watch the first season. You don't have to watch the second season. Daredevil, watch all three. Iron Fist, just watch second season. Luke Cage, meh, I like I like both seasons. I think there's two seasons of that. Punisher, watch them both. The Defenders, you don't have to watch. Don't watch the Defenders. I heard Defenders was bad. It was pretty bad. Was I, I pretty mean, specifically, bad. I heard that Defenders was bad. I heard Iron Fist was horrible. The first season was terrible. The second season Is was the actually first... pretty good. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, I like the second season a lot. and But that's right around the time they canceled the show. And I was like, right what the course. heck? Like, they literally just made it good, and then they're going to cancel it. Um <laughs> But yeah, so Jessica Jones season one because uh, uh, David Tennant plays what the hell is his name? Oh, he plays, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I, can't, I don't remember. He can tell people what to do. And yeah, they, oh, they have to I know what you're talking. About. He, he, oh, used, he was purple in Marvel. Um, in the actual comics, yes. he's purple, but he wears a purple suit in this. Uh, yep, Jessica right. Jones, David. I don't remember why I looked this up like a month ago. Purple man. That makes sense. That's that's his name, Purple Man. That's his name is Purple oh, that's Man. That's terrible. I that is terrible. Not, that's crazy. Not joking. Yeah, that makes sense. But that, that makes sense. But yeah, so Jessica Jones season one, watch that. Daredevil, watch all three seasons. Iron Fist, just watch second season. Luke Cage, watch watch them both. It's they are pretty interesting. Punisher, watch them both. Defenders, just skip. Steven, have you watched all these shows? <laughs> uh, I have not. I watched the first two seasons of Daredevil. I loved the first season of Daredevil. The second season was amazing up until the ending, and then it kind of got unrealistic to me. Oh, it's for, for me. They jumped the shark. Um, I, they just jumped mm. the shark. It, it felt weird. Like there was. Uh, you haven't watched Daredevil, right? You said you didn't. Just do. Just say it, dude. Can I say it? All right. Spoiler. <laughs> spoiler alert. So, on, on in the last episode, um, Daredevil and Elektra are on. The, are fighting their way through this uh, this apartment building, and they're trying to fight off these. What was it? The hand. The hand. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was the hand. The ninja yep. group. The hand yeah. members, and when you look at them, there are hundreds of them uh, running up the staircase. And when they they're fighting, there's only like three or four. It's mm. ridiculous. And I get like if I would understand like the three or four attacked at once, and the other one stood back because there's not that much fucking room on a stairwell, but uh, when they got to the roof, they were hundreds again, all charging at them. And they're like, if this is how we die, this is how we die. And they charge into battle, and they're fucking fighting everyone one-on-one. And it's literally just one-on-one with them. They're not trying to corner them and 
you know, shoot them or anything like that while they're busy fighting somebody else. They're just one-on-one, and they took out, like, maybe 10 or 15 bad guys, but there were hundreds of them chasing, like, charging at them. So that bothered me a little bit because I was very excited to see how they were going to pull this off, and they didn't execute well <laughs> but the red but the the whole, like the first like 95 percent of that season was fucking insane i loved it especially with yeah. the introduction of the punisher um like his grit right. in the, in the, in that season alone i i let me be honest i didn't actually see the punisher all the way through like the standalone series i only saw him in like two episodes of his own show but i saw him in everything he did in uh daredevil and the grit that he added to what was already a pretty intense uh, series was pretty epic. Um, I saw the whole first season of Iron Fist. Not gonna lie to you, even when I was watching like the last episode of season one, I'm sitting there like, was there really a need to this? I know that you wanted to build a Defenders team, but I couldn't care less. Like this, it's, it was not a rewatchable season. For me, it, yeah. it kind of bummed me out uh, the way they took his storyline. Uh, Luke Cage, it started off very strong. I think that was mainly because Mahershala Ali was the 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 villain at the beginning of the series, and then it went so south so fast because they decided to kill him off um, in a stupid fucking way, in my mind, in in, in my opinion, uh, and then they bring in. This other guy who's supposed to be um, Luke Cage's like half brother, and the last fight is just a fucking street fight, like hand to hand combat, punch and punch and punch, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? What what am I watching right now? <laughs> Jessica Jones, uh, I watched the first season, that was uh, that was pretty good. I mean, I think the best parts of it though were were, were because of uh, David Tennant, so yeah, if he exactly. wasn't. If he, if he wasn't playing Purple Man, honestly, I don't think the show would have done as well. It wouldn't have grabbed as many people to watch it. But uh, that was a pretty good uh, first season. I watched 20 minutes of, of the first episode of Defenders, and I turned it off because I just I was tuning out like everything that was going on. I didn't care enough to watch it. But yeah. other than that, I haven't finished any of the series. So That's this okay. news is... Yeah, to me. I mean, I, I want to go back and rewatch Daredevil. I want to watch The Punisher. And, I mean, I want to take your word for it and watch season two of of, um, of uh, Iron Fist. But, I mean, I other than that, I have no real interest of this. I mean, good for you, Disney. I mean, you're, you're, you're just adding on to the amounts of shows and stuff that you can uh, watch on your on your streaming service. I mean, for crying out loud, you're the freaking <laughs> Simpsons. On your your, your your program, you have like your your uh, by next year, you're probably going to have all that like all of the shows that are on Netflix and Hulu at your disposal as well. I mean, it might as well do that because you're this worldwide conglomerate and you're just gonna rule the world one day. But halfway the there already. Yeah, halfway I'm there. Like the mouse controls yeah. so much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, they're raising prices at Disney World again. I'm like, what the hell, man? Are they really? They're, they're eventually gonna price out the middle, the middle, uh, uh, the middle economy, middle, 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 middle class. 
Oh middle God. class it's been a long the day working man. class it's been yeah. a long day. i don't know what the hell you were talking about the middle of what yeah. <laughs> the middle class they're gonna price out the middle class oh, it's gonna um, become like a luxury thing. exactly yeah exactly and they're already really they're already doing it but uh, okay so i'm glad we're all really excited about the marvel's netflix shows moving over to disney plus <laughs> on march 16th let's move on to our third main topic of the week michael it's all on you all right well <laughs> well here see extra extra if i had hbo max has hey, officially oh, confirmed it. there is a limited series based on the penguin from the Batman movie in development, per MSN. The Batman's <laughs> only been in theaters for a few days, and already HBO Max has given the green light to its previously teased spin-off, The Penguin. The straight-to-series order will see Colin Farrell reprise his role as Oswald <laughs> Cobblepot, see? Who was introduced in The Batman <laughs> as he leads the DC drama expanding on the world filmmaker Matt Reeves has created for Warner Brothers. For now... The Penguin is a working title and is subject to change as the creative <laughs> process gets underway. Back to you, Matt. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Yes, yeah, so today HBO Max officially announced that they are working on the Penguin uh, series for HBO Max. And this most likely will be the next series that comes out. I'm not sure if Matt Reeves is going to be the director and writer of this series, but I'm pretty excited based off of what we saw of the Penguin in the Batman movie, which we will talk about later. But... Based on what we saw of the Penguin, I'm pretty excited uh, to see what comes after the events of the Batman with the Penguin, since he it seems like he's kind of he's kind of uh, moving up a little bit in the world. He's kind of like Gotham. the kingpin right now. Yeah, right. He te- technically yes, because because um, yeah, if we're, sp- if we're spoiling the Batman. Yes, this whole podcast is just spoiled. Yeah, so uh, Carmel Falcone is dead, and what? Uh, He's yeah. Falcone. And then <laughs> what's what's the other mob boss's name? The ma something with them. My balls. Uh, yeah, my <laughs> balls. Maroni, 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 Macaroni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Macaroni. Maroni. Yes. So Maroni is in jail, I believe, because uh, Carmen Falcone ratted on him. Yep. And La Rata, what was it again? La Rata. El Rata. It was El Rata. Palooza. El Rata Palooza. El Rata, Alada. Alada. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I guess Oswald as the Penguin is kind of like the, the big hoss now in Gotham He's after those King two have been. Penguin. He's the King Pang. King, King Pang. <laughs> Which King it's interesting because seeing Pang the show, the King. Gotham, the, if you guys, have you guys seen the show Pang. Gotham? Steven, you've seen it. Yeah, I saw the first, I think. Five seasons. Oh my god! What's up with you guys not finishing things? Never Jeez, seen a bro. single minute. Because it gets, <laughs> it gets so annoying. I, 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 I like when a series knows when to stop, and I feel like Gotham didn't know when to do that. I know it was trying to get to the point where uh, Bruce Wayne finally becomes Batman, but it took so fucking long, and I, I started yeah. losing, losing interest in some of the the villains that they kept bringing back. Like 
are you gonna die are you just gonna are you gonna stay in arkham what the fuck like just make it interesting but they weren't doing that they were bringing back characters and characters that i i will not lie i liked were finding the most obscure ways to survive in the world like they should have been dead seasons prior and i was like no this is it kind of it kind of gave me that feel of like once upon a time but where i watched once upon a time up until season five as well and i I think season five was when they brought in uh jekyll and hyde and after the jekyll and hyde storyline they went back to the uh, evil queen storyline i was like i'm done with this please stop (laughs) You guys ever watched? <laughs> We've already uh, explored that like four times. You guys ever watched Smallville back in the day? Oh, uh, yeah. It reminds no. me of that. That show was on, I think, for like ten seasons. I thought it was like thirteen or fourteen. It, it, maybe it was. Maybe it was that many. That show yeah. was was on for like over a decade, and he, yeah. he turns into Superman and breaks out the suit in the very last scene of the very last episode of the series. What? That's how it ends with him ripping off his shirt, and he has the uh, the Superman logo underneath, and then the whole entire series ends. Oh my god! So that was a that, that sucks. That must have been terrible. Thanks, uh, thanks for spoiling that because maybe I would have watched that one day. I'm just oh kidding. my bad. Well, it came out like not, twenty not, years ago. You get, to, a... you get to watch twelve years of him almost kind of <laughs> sort of becoming Superman a little bit, and then <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, good luck. That's awesome. That little That's guy awesome. graduated. He's now a Superman. Yeah, he was a super boy. He was a boy. Oh, I'm going to be in the he farm with my dad. He's going to turn on the track there. I'm going to try to listen to him. Dad, he's going to say, Clark, and I'm going to go, Dad. And I'm going to do that for like six episodes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that actually happened, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it did. It's stupid. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> they have like entire seasons uh, about him. Lo- I'm sorry, I'm going on a tangent. They had an entire se- series about okay. him learning like one power. Like all of a sudden, like yeah, we get it. You have really good hearing, and they do that for like five episodes. We get it. You can hear really mm. well. I know that's convenient. You just figured out you can do it, and now you're gonna get do it every <laughs> every seven minutes. You're gonna use your super hearing to solve a crime for the next like six, seven <laughs> episodes. We get it. You can hear stuff. You're like a fucking bloodhound. Okay, dead. <laughs> dead. Clock, clock. Dead. Track dead. is too loud. Dead. Dead. <laughs> so, <laughs> so to answer your your earlier question, Matthew, uh, no, I have not finished the Gotham, and I do not plan on yeah. finishing Gotham, but I have okay. watched it. I forgot it existed. Cool. Well, the reason why I brought that up, though, is because in that series, it's uh, Oswald is very conflicted. He's not... He's not to- he's not totally bad, but he's also not totally good, right? Is he and a kid? He's, right. He, no, 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 he's, no. In, he's like he's in his thirties like or something. Early. But yeah. he's uh he's not as powerful. So this movie takes place far, far after Oswald be- comes into power because in the yeah. series in Gotham, he's never that powerful and he's always laughed at. So yeah, so it, it was cool to see him having a little bit of more respect in the Batman series, in the He's Batman a mob movie. Boss, but... right? Yeah, exactly. It's like the Godfather. Which, yeah, exactly, exactly. But uh, yeah, any other thoughts on this? Uh, the Penguin 
coming to HBO Max at some point, hopefully in 2023. We're going to talk about oh, yeah. it in a bit, but Colin Farrell was like unrecognizable oh. as oh, the Penguin. Oh yeah. He did so well. Oh, yeah, he, he did, did so such good. a good job. So I was, got you! Yeah. <laughs> if you had me guess who uh, the actor was, I would have never guessed Colin Farrell. Because physically, oh, no. he couldn't even tell it was him, and he had like a Boston accent. <laughs> like, But he did, he just did <laughs> such a good job. Such a, such a How such you a guys got on timing? Yeah, like, yeah, ah, what, are you sh- what are you showing me? Ah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you showing me that for? Oh, yeah. That was awesome. That, that scene, that like 10-minute scene of We'll talk about it in a little bit, but yeah, right, right. Uh, let's 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 move on to the the next two main topics before we jump into the Batman and discussing that scene. But uh, our main topic number four: DC pushes back all of its 2022 movies. Warner Brothers made a slew of release date moves for the some high-profile movies today. Deadline here is that the changes are due to in part COVID-19 related delays. Oh, what? Uh, so, sense. He, yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, this Black Adam's been done filming for a while now. The Flash has been done filming for a few months. Uh, Aquaman's done filming, I believe. And Shazam has been done filming for a little bit. So, all right. So, Black Adam, which once was holding the spot of July 29th, is now October 21st, 2022. So, it moves back <laughs> a few months. Oh, man. Uh, which was the first delay. So today, when we were when this news started coming out, the uh, Black Adam was the first delay um, by The Rock, and he actually announced it on his Instagram. But then the Flash moved from November fourth to June twenty third, twenty twenty three. Which that's a huge my, move. That's yeah, yeah exactly. Which, in my opinion, is the biggest uh, my biggest thing takeaway from this because I was looking forward to this movie, even though I don't like Ezra Miller, but I was looking forward to this movie as I like The Flash. I like uh, that kind of storyline. And after seeing the um, uh, the Justice League, um, Justice League, Snyder, Snyder Cut, Snyder Cut, Snyder Cut, Snyder Cut Ooh, yeah. and that ending scene where he's like, you can do this, Barry. You got to do this. You got to break the rule. And he goes back in time and saves the Just- Justice League, which I thought was awesome. And I would like to see more of that. But... Yeah, I was disappointed about this move. But then Aquaman moves from December 16th to March 17th, 2023. And Shazam moves up because that was originally supposed to be in 2023. But it moves up from June 2nd, 2023 to December 16th, 2022. It's like so six months. What the hell? Move. So is the I Flash. Know. That's a, those are right. like they, they switched places. It's they so switched weird. them. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't understand it. But Shazam's coming out first. Uh, are coming out um, this year along with Black Adam. And then The Flash and Aquaman have been moved to next year. Also on the list of moves is uh, Super Pets, which I saw the trailer for when we watched the the, the Black oh, yeah, uh, the Batman movie. And I thought that was awesome. I was like, this is something I would want to see. I want to see this movie. It, <laughs> it looks cute. pretty – it seems funny. But, uh, yeah, I'm disappointed about the moves because we were supposed to be getting four movies this year, including the Batman, Black Adam, Flash, and Aquaman. Now we're only getting three, which is still technically not too bad. So we're getting Shazam and Black Adam, um, which is what we have left this year. But we did get the Batman, so which was my most anticipated DC movie of the year. Uh, But, yeah, Stephen, what are your thoughts on this move? So, first off, I don't believe it was a COVID-related issue. 
that is responsible for the delays. I feel like that's just a get out of jail. Just a cop out. out. Like everyone, yeah, it's absolute because, cop out. Right, it's a cop out reason for uh, why they are so far behind with editing or with reshoots, something like that. It just has to be. I mean, and if, oh, if sure. it's gonna be any movie, it's gonna be the Aquaman and the Flash and Black. I mean, not Black Adam, but like Flash and and Aquaman, where there are some issues going on with some of the actors who are in it. You know, with Aquaman being um, the girl who played, uh, I almost said Merida, that's not right. Um, what's her name? <laughs> what's her name? Uh, oh my God. Amber Heard. Amber Heard, thank yes, you. Amber Heard. Yes. With the, the shit that's going on with her right now, there's some some yeah. uh, some shit stirring uh, with Ezra Miller and what he's been doing. I mean, there's, there's bound to be some drama um, with, like, on set, and there's, there's also bound to be some delays because of people not meeting the deadlines for like sh- for the shoots they have to do so they have to keep pushing things back like it's happened before it's 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 a part of the film industry i mean it happens but this much for it to be pushed back this much like from november 4th to june 23rd that is seven and a half months <laughs> seven and a half months you are so underprepared, my friend. Yeah, that's like, not a COVID issue. That's that's, that's not something a COVID else. Issue. That's that's an internal issue there. That's in, internal uh, in DC and be. Warner Brothers for sure. I mean, with Aquaman, it's only a four month difference, and we had that happen before, but it was for legitimate legitimate um, COVID related issues. I mean, with, with Black Widow, I mean that was almost a year. I'm pretty sure after they had stated it was going to come out, um, you had Morbius. For crying out loud, that was supposed to come out what last year, last 2020. year, 2020, two years ago, and it hasn't, hasn't even like, hasn't come out. So shit. who knows? There's so many. <laughs> like, there, that shit was all because of COVID related issues. This is bullshit. We're on the end. We're at the end <laughs> of like, we're at the end of of a big time in 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 our history. You know, with the, with COVID, it's kind of it, it's dying down. So you really can't fucking use that excuse, especially with everything, like all the precautions that have been uh, made in Hollywood to make sure that they can continue making films, making TV shows, stuff like that. Um, so it's bullshit. I don't believe it for a second. Uh, you're just underprepared. You you didn't prepare yourself for this moment, and it's gonna bite you in the ass. Cause honestly, I feel like the more you push things back, I said this with Black Widow. I'm going to say this with Morbius. I'm going to say this with these two films. The more that you push this shit back, the less interest people are going to have with it. You're, you're not like a, an Avengers Endgame, Avengers Infinity War type of movie. All right? You're a standalone movie that with, with a character who hasn't really been brought up too much in the DCEU. Okay? The Flash, for crying out loud. Like Ezra Miller's <laughs> Flash, I could care less about. All right? I want to see the movie. I'm intrigued. But the further you push it back, the less I care about it, you know. And if you push it back this much, I'm gonna have high expectations going into the movie because you took so fucking long, That's seven true. months past your deadline. So you have to make this shit golden, or else it's not fucking worth it pushing it back seven months. Aquaman, I like this the first one. Dialogue was a little cheesy, but I like the action. I like the uh, effects. Like I like that sh- that stuff. All right, and I like the chemistry between the actors. What we're gonna see in the second one, given like the whole issues that are happening with Amber Heard and stuff like that, I don't know. I don't know how I feel, but I am really excited to see Jason Momoa, and I'm more excited. <laughs> Who isn't? I'm the more whole excited world for is. that oh, because of Jason Momoa. 
<laughs> what? I want to get some Jason Momoa of him. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that'd be cool. The um, Shazam Fury of God, of the Gods, though, I totally forgot that this movie was coming out. And <laughs> yeah, I'm even too. more excited for this than I am for the Aquaman, Black Adam, and the Flash movie. So the fact that really? it's bumped up six months, I'm very excited for it. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Well, cause I, re- I really like um, what's-his-face as, as Shazam. Um, Zachary. Zachary, Zachary Levi. Levi. Yeah. Levi. I, I love Quint. him so much. Like, I love his, his personality and the, yeah. his acting in the first one. I mean, the first one was kind of – was it was goofy. Of course it had to be because he was a he was a kid. He was, he was, a, he was a, an adult man trying to play a kid. You know, in a man, in a in an adult's body. You know, it's it's, we, it's crazy. It's tough. So, That's tough. A, to a do. kid it's playing tough. adult man in an adult's body. I'm a dude yeah, playing a dude disguised as another dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, Warner Brothers has as has had a lot of issues over the years. So, am I surprised that this is happening? They're pushing back all these things. No, but you know, I mean, do I care enough to say, oh, I'm gonna sit there and and watch it? Yes. I, I, I will still watch it. I, I'm going <laughs> yeah, to. still watch it. I'm still going to watch it. You bet, you Am I going to have high it. expectations now because <laughs> it's coming out so fucking late compared to when it was supposed to? Yeah. I will. Yeah. I will. Yeah, I wonder right. if they're doing some reshoots for The Flash because this is that's a long it, delay. It sounds so. like they're reshooting the whole damn movie. <laughs> Probably, Probably thought, yeah. You know? I wouldn't I, mind yeah. that if they decide to script. They decided to scrap the, uh, the uh, Flashpoint uh, paradox um, <laughs> storyline, and just go to something more simple for now. You know, like, they, yeah, I know, like, I know, they <laughs> should because they should you do can't that, just but... jump into something that huge. Like Flashpoint is not a a uh, small thing, a small storyline. That's a big storyline to, to try tackling. And on the first Flash movie, I don't know, man. Like uh, it's just it's a bummer. It really is. So. I don't know. Yeah, they're just redoing the whole movie. Just the yeah. entire movie. <laughs> they listen to the podcast oh, and they're like, man. write that down. Write that down. I don't even think they want to have Flash in this one, guys. It's going to be all oh, bad. Man. Man. Make it Mike, all bad, what are your man. thoughts on this? I mean, to to kind of going off uh, what Steven said about like DC and what have you, they're, they're, they're fighting an uphill battle. DC is really fighting an uphill battle where – they, for whatever, they can't seem to catch a break, but it also seems to be their fault, <laughs> you know? Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of, yeah. yeah, they're kind of like making their own bed here. Where, it's like, a, I it's already, an executive issue, man. Yeah, for sure. It's just, it seems like they, they're having those constantly. Maybe Marvel has really been on a, a streak of luck and they're really knocking out of the park, but <laughs> I, that's it's like the yeah. main thing, it really is the Flash. That's such a ridiculously huge move. And be previously before they're moved, they were, except for Shazam, they were grouped together, right? It was supposed to be for the they most were, part. Yeah. So July and then November and December. Now we got yeah, I think October, did, March, Aquaman was in December, November, October. Yeah, yep. October, March, and June. That's those are huge leaps. Like I already didn't particularly care about the Flash movie, but I was going, I don't care at all about it now. It's it's like it's a what it's 15 months away you know it's 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 really it's really really far away and so it's they got to be doing something crazy with it i'm assuming 
I did like Shazam. I was a huge fan of, of the Shazam movie. So I don't really know anything about the Fury of the Gods like timeline, but uh, cool. Now it's now it's this year. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm, nice. I'm, I'm just a, I liked Chuck. I watched uh, Chuck that TV show when it was. Oh, that's right. Was, uh, that's where uh, I first saw that guy in. That's yeah, great. yeah. So I oh, like Zachary God. Levi a lot. Um, yeah. But uh, I don't know, man. I DC is really just there. They are struggling. I'm really excited for Black Adam, mostly because I like The Rock. And uh, the the other ones, mm-hmm. you know, like, Doctor Fate, man, I can't wait for that. that yeah, for that yeah, me too. Um, so it's <laughs> I'm excited, I'm excited for it. But oh my goodness, yeah. that's it's way it's spread apart way too much. I think they screwed themselves over. Oh yeah, yep. can I can I just mention this? No. So the last <laughs> time the Flash, aside from the, the Peacemaker thing where he showed up for like two seconds, the last time that the Flash was in a DCEU movie was back in 2017 fall of 2017 and now mm-hmm. we're gonna wait we have to wait until six summer years. of 2023 six years to see him six fucking years you of a drought women flash. you think i care choked about at that? the mall in that time <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. right oh man that's the real reason why he's going back in time in the Flashpoint is to erase all of that. <laughs> to joke for women. Cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. We'll cor- correct the timeline. Yep. Correct the timeline. Double up on the amount of women. <laughs> yeah. My only regret you choke is that twice I could as not many choke women. more. <laughs> oh, God no. We're so bad. So, well, whatever. He did do it. He you did know? do it. Yeah, he did. We saw, yeah. we, all, we saw all the evidence. Come on, Ezra. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> but yeah they yeah, people listen this is the thing nowadays you know before covid i'm talking back like when smartphones first came out um the, <laughs> our attention spans now are as small as ever we mm-hmm. we have instant information at our fingertips anytime that we want so yeah, you gotta have gratification Exactly. So you got to keep the the pace of these movies in a somewhat close fashion. Otherwise, people don't care. Um, yeah. The, you're not going to get the hype train that you did about with Marvel. Like, it's, it's not going to happen. So you got to no. keep them kind of close together. So people be like, oh, I just watched this. It was okay. Oh, this next one's coming out and it's relevant. It's, you know, a month from now. It's two months. <laughs> Seven months. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> we're fifteen flash, months now. Yeah, people Jesus don't care, Christ. and Marvel's already going strong with all their stuff. People like they, they, they just—they're not going to be able to retain an audience. I'm sure there's the diehard DC fans. Um, I like DC. I mean, Marvel has really captured lightning in a bottle in a sense. And if you're going to compare the two between the two of them, Marvel's knocking them out of the park com- compared to DC. Um, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So. It's just the people don't people can't care, you know, they can't keep that attention span and care enough with this stuff if you're going to spread it out so thin. So they got to have some some kind of supplementation in the meantime, in some sense, like put out a 90 minute film of Aquaman fucking a fish. (laughs) <laughs> you know that'd be nice yeah. and when it seems like the the general audience is starting to kind of turn the other way make another one 
<laughs> you know how many kinds of fish there are? You can keep this. fucking fish. <laughs> you could put out a oh, Twitter no. poll, and you could get you know you could you could just keep firing off these short films to keep the general audience entertained, ready to go in between the movies. It's what we're we're asking for it, you know. Mm-hmm. That's it's, right. We're asking for this. We're all asking for this. John Cena <laughs> asked for it first. He put up the petition. And we're all signing it. Okay. Yes. So we are. I'm on board with that. But yeah, I totally agree with you. With the, uh, the Marvel fi- Cinematic the Universe. The fish thing, <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Especially so, the fish thing. With uh, like the attention span thing. I mean, with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we they've been building that shit up since 2008. And some and a little bit even before that. But it just really started getting... It, it got going in 2008. And it, it just kept building and building and building its universe. And so whenever they did a standalone film... It contributed to the overall arc of the Infinity Saga, you know, and then we got to the Infinity War and Endgame, and that shit was bonkers because we we witnessed all of these uh, solo um, solo superheroes or the, these like mini team superheroes teaming up together to take on a a more um, more dangerous foe, one that could take them easily take almost half of them out without even trying, you know, if you had the Infinity Gauntlet. Mm-hmm. But with DC. They haven't gotten going. They have some pretty good in the last couple of years. I will be. I'll give you this. The last couple of years, they've had some really nice solo projects. Okay, uh, with the Suicide Squad movie, I thought that was that was decent. With um, with the Snyder Cut, which I know technically came out in 2017, but they didn't release all of it, so they re-released it, kind of thing. Whatever. Uh, that was pre- that was pretty decent. Um, Peacemaker. That was where the tide kind of turns, you know, because it shows that you have a lot of work with. And if you give the director of the Suicide Squad the creative rights for the the show, the Peacemaker, you're gonna go, you're you're going to go very far, okay? Um, and they did a successful job making a very dark but very hilarious TV show. They were going in the right direction as far as the DCE universe goes. I know the Batman is not actually a part of the DCEU, but it's DC related. So things that are DC related can kind of help to, to grab your interest, even if it's not a part of the DCEU, like standalone films like The Joker, which was, I think, two years ago, three years ago, three years ago, three years yeah, ago. Nine, wow. 19, yeah. Three yeah. years ago. Uh, the Batman movie, which came out this year, like those movies can help propel the um, DCEU even further. Now, you've had these standalone films, but you haven't given it us enough of it to build up this, this the uh, the teaming up uh, movies with, you know, Justice League or, I don't know, with another um, like t- force, like a superhero universe on, in the DC side. Like you haven't given us teen, enough. Like the Teen Titans, I guess. Teen Titans, yeah. Fuck yeah. yes. Oh my god. The fact that they haven't even touched on that in the DCEU <laughs> blows my mind. They really should. Right. Because this the animated series was golden. Like not not the uh the one they did in like twenty seventeen, but the one they did back in the early two thousands. That shit was golden, man. I love like, that they, show. I love that show so much. And they could do so well. They they have what it takes to make that, that movie. 
you know, mm-hmm. or even a, I would I would watch a live action TV series, not the the Titans one that they did, but like I was one say. that's actually connected <laughs> to the DCEU. You know, I thought I was about to blow your mind. No, no, no. I know I know that they have one live action. Right now, <laughs> I got and I'll watch so that excited eventually. for a second. That one's but actually pretty they, good. That series, just letting you know. Yeah. But but they like, like I said, I mean, they haven't. DC hasn't given us enough to really no. build the universe. Okay. They haven't given us enough, and they're taking us. They're taking movies. it so long, like you're saying, yes. like you so said, and like long. Mike said, the attention span of people. We need more. We need more quicker. So don't right. don't put them. Don't put a flash or don't put a Justice League movie out in 2017, and the next time you show that character is six years six later. Years like that's later. not that's not how this works anymore. Man. This is a comic book world. Come on, man. We gotta we gotta get some TV shows like The Peacemaker and like. Let's get some other TV shows in between the movies to build up the universe a little bit faster. And if unless that's if they're going to keep this universe going, if uh, because they don't they haven't announced any other movies past Shazam. Shazam is the last movie that they have that they were filming, so they haven't announced anything past that yet. So Imagine we'll see that. what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that it being the last fucking movie that was was shown to air, and it's now the it's one of the first movies to come out. How is that that's more right. prepared? Like that's insane. Well, that doesn't make sense. That's crazy too that you say that, Matt. Cause you're, you're absolutely right. If you think about it comparatively, Marvel announced announced what 23 projects a few months yeah. ago, and now yep. DC has Shazam, which, like you just said, Stephen is now one of the first ones to come out. So we have through next June scheduled. Yeah. The Flash is the last movie we currently know of that's coming and, then in that universe. Nothing. They have nothing planned. From what and from Marvel, what we know, they haven't announced anything to the fans. So right. we don't know. And Marvel has I mean at this point it seems like twenty years worth of <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah, they much, have at least twenty twenty eight because they just released the they just released the um this, the schedule of the uh, unofficial movies that are coming out in the next few years. I think they went up to two, 2024. And 2024 has, like, I think, four movies Marvel. Un- it's untitled at the moment because they haven't announced them officially yet. But they're holding the spots at the theaters uh, for particular depart- uh, departure dates, particular <laughs> release dates. And <laughs> I think 2023 has four movies. 2024 is going to have four movies. But they're all they're going to have all these shows in the meantime, you know? Like, they're not going to just release something every three months and – then stop at that they're going to be releasing tv shows in between the movies but the dc universe is going very slow so for example direction besides these movies what else have they besides okay so they have the batman uh the batgirl movie that they're actually filming that's coming out later this year it's uh that's a movie that's coming out later this year in 2022 i think in december but that's kind of I think that's the same universe as this, and maybe maybe it's not. But uh, Michael Keaton is, is going to be the Batman in that series. So, but yeah. So other than that, we Supergirl is that still a thing? I never watched that. I wa- oh, Supergirl yeah, I watched the first like. But that's not the same three universe. Three seasons though. of that. No, Supergirl's going to be in the Flash movie. Um, but it wasn't Supergirl in the Grant Gustin Flash show. Well, not yeah, yeah, in, in like in like tie-ins, but she had her own show, right? But Supergirl then, but now, had her own so show. She's, so now that Supergirl is going, is that Supergirl gonna be in this 
Ezra Miller? No, Flash. No, okay. no, it's a different, different Supergirl. Gotcha. That um, was the same chick. I, f- I forgot her name, but uh, she Cal- Cauldron something, Susie Cauldron or something like that. I don't know. But, Must have been uh, Noint. No, no, that's the one in that's Supergirl. Supergirl in the Flash right? universe. Yeah. Oh, the Hourverse is what they call it. But there's more than again? one Supergirl. Well, well gonna yeah, be. because the Flash isn't that part part of this universe. So yeah. in this I'm new talking about Flash mainly the DCEU. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, oh, it's oh, gonna be a new oh, one. oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know that girl's yeah. name. Never mind. And she's show, she's showing up in the uh, in the Flash movie, and you you can actually right. see her in the background when you're looking at the the two flat two Ezra Millers. There's on the right side of her is the Supergirl character. Is that's Supergirl as well? That's Supergirl. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know okay. that. Okay. She, I think she's Hispanic in real life, but um, <laughs> IR, IRL. All oh, right, but they made her Irish in the uh, in the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Plot twist: She's exactly. French. They could really. But <laughs> we could talk about this all day long and how the how the DCU's. How it tough. sucks. Yeah, oh, how it. Man. I mean, it's just it. they no, could do it's much tragic. better. It is it tragic. They're doing it to themselves. It's. And yeah. to an extent, I would say for almost every other project, if you had a similar circumstance between Marvel and DC, where Marvel would be pumping out all these shows and TV shows and movies and everything, and DC had a really slow timeline, usually what that would mean is that Marvel would be the type of company that is it's essentially quality over quantity, right? It's it's mm-hmm. kind of they would be pumping out a bunch of TV shows and movies, but they'd be kind of mediocre. DC oh, you mean quantity the, over quality? Yeah, yeah, right. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, and DC would be quality where they would be taking a longer time, but they're putting out like blockbusters every time. Yeah. But instead, <laughs> yeah. Marvel's doing both. They're putting out things at a fast pace, and they're really good. And DC yeah. is taking a long time, and they're not great. So it's, it's, it's yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah, So that, that sucks. That sucks because they have such a good host of of characters that they can kind of rely on, but they're just they're really dropping the ball. Yeah, at, at least I do think the they, Batman. I think they have good. a Blue Beetle movie coming out too. They do. They do. They, yeah. Is that is that part of this universe as well? I believe so. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I, I guess I was a little bit wrong. So they do have the uh, the Batwoman, the Batgirl, the Batgirl movie coming out later this year, um, and then they have the um, the Blue Beetle. I think it's a series or a movie. I'm not sure. It might be a movie. I don't remember. But, but like, but like, it's not. They don't ever talk about it, right? So we don't have right. information. We forget about it again because we our exactly. attention span is. It's like they don't ever talk about it. It's just like, oh, at some point, it's just going to come out. It's going to be out already. Like, whoa, okay. Yeah, I guess I'll go see <laughs> Blue Beetle. Sure. <laughs> what is that, man? What the hell is that? <laughs> oh, man. But he's, he's being played by uh, Blue Beetle's being played by the, the kid, the Miguel from Cobra Kai. Oh, <gasps> so, what? Yeah. Oh, I'm watching that for sure. Yeah, yeah. So that's I'll have to watch it still. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, that's I think that's the reason why he, for, again, spoilers for the uh, Cobra Kai show, at the end of this se- the season, the most recent season, Miguel leaves to go find his father. Right. So I, I think that's you, they get they give him that they give him that that out so that if he's still filming the Blue Beetle movie or TV show that 
he probably won't be in much of the next season. His storyline is tragic. Oh, man. I've never seen a single second of that show. Did they do the sweep the leg thing in that show? Hey, they did. Maybe. Do they? Kind of, a little bit. It's really good, honestly. I I love it. I do, too. It's one of my favorite shows on television. Yeah. That's cra- yeah, that's crazy. When it first came out, I thought it was like a cash-in. I thought it was going to be really bad, but that thing kind of took everyone by storm. I think so that's I... what it was supposed to be, though. I yeah. think because it, it came out on YouTube. YouTube was right. uh, was the one who put oh, out it? Cobra Kai. I didn't know that. And, that. and yeah, and then Netflix brought it over to because everyone started loving it, so they brought it over to Netflix, and now they're. I think they have they have this series this season coming up season four. They have right? two. Season... Yeah, they have two more seasons confirmed. They're, they're working on season already. They've, they finished yeah. season four, and it's they're, good, man. they're filming really season good. five, and they've been confirmed for season six. And then they say that season Jeez. six is where it's going to stop. And I'm actually happy about that. They, yeah, good. They like st- they have a plan to end, right? Right. And then, and then end it end it well. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'm surprised I haven't. Uh, Karate Kid's one of my favorite movies, so I don't know how I haven't watched that series. But it's uh, I, I think I didn't watch it because I expected it to be bad and I didn't want it to ruin <laughs> It's not bad, dude. You know? It actually it's it's so good because it, it ties in the movies. All all three movies. It ties in all three movies to the, the series. That's crazy. It's really it's really good. It is really good. Wait, the one Definitely with recommend. the the one with uh Jaden Smith and Jackie Chan? No, not nope, that one. Not that one. Okay, good. Not that one. <laughs> not that one. but it, you know what's cool about the series though is that they're building it they're building up like a future for other characters you know like mm. in i could picture in like 10 15 years there there being another spin-off of this series well, like a good with one. another series of the right. of the younger characters now having children oh, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, their yeah. kids doing karate and then yeah i, I could see that happen because it, it's really off. good they're continually <laughs> waxing on and waxing off. <laughs> we, just, we just got on a tangent about something. We did. We did. Wait, dude, I uh, think dude, we should. <laughs> I need to know. I need to know. I'm sorry. Do they? Okay. Do please tell me that at some point they say put him in a body bag. They were uh, they rewind it like they do. They do flashbacks of it saying. Him do saying they? It, but, okay. Yeah. Put him in a body bag. Oh, it's like one of my favorite <laughs> scenes bag. ever. Oh man. Yeah. Oh. Like it's so, yeah. It's so That's good. Right. <laughs> Sorry, please, please let's move on. Yeah, yeah, let's let's move on. Let's move on to the our fury of DC and move on to main geek topic number five. So breaking slash rumor, breaking rumor. The Hollywood <laughs> Partnership says that Miss Marvel will premiere on June second. This is a Thursday, the Thursday after Obi Wan Kenobi premieres on Disney Plus. So are we getting Star Wars on Wednesdays and Marvel on Thursdays? Y'all excited? Let's get into it. So, I'm excited about this. If it's true, Marvel and D- and Disney have not officially announced anything for the Miss Marvel. However, they did uh, in a in a release today, in a press release today. I believe it was a. I forget. They had some kind of. They had some kind of. Um, uh, what's it called? What's it called? Party? No, not a party. That's okay. No, party. <laughs> uh, no, it was an investors' day. So oh, uh, Disney okay. had an Investors Day today, and the uh, Bob Chapek, the CEO of Disney, said that Miss Marvel will be premiering prior to She-Hulk, so it will come out first. Before we were under the impression that Miss Marvel might come out in like July or August of 2022, 
at the same time that the Andor series comes out. But now he's kind of confirmed that it's coming out um, before that. So we're thinking maybe the She-Hulk and Andor will come out at the same time. Miss Marvel will come out shortly after Obi-Wan Kenobi premieres on the June on May 25th is when Obi-Wan Kenobi premieres. And then June 2nd is most likely when Miss Marvel is going to premiere. But again, this is not confirmed. This is just a rumor, hopefully a true rumor. But uh, Stephen, what are your thoughts on this? this is, yes, it's exactly it. It's a rumor. Stephen, what do you a think? Trumor. What are your thoughts? Not the rumor, sorry. Uh, <laughs> so I'm excited. I mean, I'm really excited because um, yeah, you, you'll have one thing coming out on a Wednesday, one thing coming out on Thursday. I, I already enjoy my watch sessions that I have uh, during the week. I mean, on Sunday, I have Walking Dead with uh, – with my mi madre and me, me, uh, <laughs> me brother, I have mi her- uh, Snow- hermano, mi hermano, mi hermano. <laughs> yes. On, on Monday, you have me brother. <laughs> me brother. Sorry, I, f- I forgot the word You're for a fluent. second. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, very fluent though. Uh, and on Monday, I have Snowpiercer with me madre and me hermano, and then um, usually on Wednesdays it'd be some kind of Marvel thing or Star Wars thing. So I'd have that to look forward to, but. Um, if if this were like Boba Fett style kind of um, a show, <laughs> no, don't, don't it, bring it up. But this is this is fucking Obi Wan Kenobi we're talking about here. So you know, that's I'm right. Excited. You know I'm excited, and we're, we're uh, talking about Miss Marvel actually. Miss Marvel but... series. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, what are we talking hey, about? Hey, hey, oh, hey, hey, give me some time to talk. Hey, I'm talking. Yeah, I'm talking, yeah, I'm talking yeah, forever. Yeah. I talk forever. I talk forever. Fine. <laughs> um, but with the Miss Marvel series being on, what was it? A Wednesday? Wednesday. Thursday. Shit. Thursday. <laughs> Obi Wan yeah, is yeah, the okay. Wednesday. Miss Marvel, Marvel might be a Thursday. So confused. That'd be so cool. That would be cool. I would love to to have back to back Disney Plus shows. Um, that'd be nice. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> oh, all good. Got, that's enough. all I got. <laughs> Mike, what are your thoughts on this? <laughs> so whoever's listening to this has no idea what the fuck we're talking about right now. They're all like Thursdays and Wednesdays and on NBC. Like, what is happening? You know? Yep, yep. I was going to say, Stephen brought up a good point. I was going to say that we essentially already had this, right? Because we had, we had the uh, dreaded Boba Fett on Wednesdays and Peacemaker on Thursdays. Um Thank goodness oh, that right, Peacemaker right. was good. So we so we we've had that that schedule already to an extent. Um, yeah. But uh, this is going to be what Boba Fett hopefully should have been, where right. we're really excited about Star Wars on Wednesdays, and I'm not bored. And then Miss uh, <laughs> Marvel will hopefully be good. You know, I wanted to I wanted to ask, um, based on referencing uh, something that we talked about forever ago when Miss Marvel first got announced. When that poster came out, um, mm-hmm. and she had like an like an ice fist or yeah. whatever instead of uh, just regular big big pimp hands, um, the, <laughs> yeah. has that ever been addressed? Has that ever been brought up again? I th- Whether I think so, it has? I think so. I th- I, th- I think that's the reason why they did all, did all the reshoots recently. Yeah, is, so, they, uh, so they went less to... with crystals. Yeah, the crystal power that she has, which makes no freaking sense, but whatever. So. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think that's the reason why they did the reshoots. I could be wrong. It could be other things that they're they're reshooting. But um, 
we'll see, I guess, in the next trailer they show they show right. us because we haven't really actually seen her use her powers in the show yet or in, in the, any of the trailers. So, um, so I'm, I'm I guess excited, we will though. see. I'm excited, though. Too. I, I like I like that that cadence. I like that schedule of Wednesdays and Thursdays. Um, yeah. Something to uh, something to look forward to in, like, the middle of the week. Uh, yeah. But, uh, I mean, it makes it somewhat difficult <laughs> – depending on how we set up our ske- our uh, recording schedule to yeah. like have to fire in one of the shows on Thursday or whatever, you know, and make sure you watch it in the middle yeah. of the day when we yeah. should be working. But, um, <laughs> should be, should, should be, working. be. Yeah. Right. 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 But, uh, <laughs> but now I'm, I'm a fan of it. I like, and again, cool. this kind of falls back on the, the problem with DC, but I, I like how now there's this, this schedule of, there's going to be a Star Wars thing. There's going to be a Marvel thing. And then, you know, as each series ends, it seems like another one's picking up shortly afterwards. Um, yep. Because it keeps the attention, you know? That's right. Um, so That's I'm, right. I'm excited. It should be good. Good. Happy to hear it. Alrighty then. So we're going to move on to The Batman. So we both, we've all seen the movie and if you haven't seen the movie, you probably should come back after you see the movie because we're going to talk okay. about major spoilers. Steven, give me that spoiler one last time. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Hey, alrighty. So, um, vengeance. I, vengeance. I like that. Who, who are you? <laughs> I'm vengeance. All right. So, this... Uh, this movie it takes place. These these characters are very far aren't very far along in the story, as we've seen in the movie. So Bruce Wayne is in, in his second year of being a vi- the vigilante known as Batman, and Selina Kyle as Catwoman uses a modified ski mask to to hide her face, even though she doesn't use it half the time in the movie. Sure <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty funny, but <laughs> she has it. She just doesn't use it, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I, I think that this, you know, I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. When I left the movie theater, I was like, I didn't know what to think about the movie. I was, I was like, there were some parts that kind of bore, kind of boring. And then oh. other parts, I didn't know what to think. Cause it's, it was kind of, some parts were cringy, but I thought about it after. I think that was the point. I think the, it was the point of this batman he's he's more relatable and he's he's nervous and he's awkward and he's not he's not the 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 like the like the tony stark you know like the, you know like in the in the uh the other trilogy we got in batman begins and oh, yeah, dark um, knight trilogy yeah yeah, yeah yeah dark knight trilogy he's kind of like a he's got he's a badass he's a he he's a he's loves adult. chicks and stuff he's a dog yeah. right but in this in this movie, he seems he's awkward and he's cringy and it's it's, it's that that's what makes it that's what makes it good. Like and I, I didn't I didn't know what to think about it because based off of what we we've seen from Marvel and from DC, these characters always know what they're doing. You know, basically know what they're doing with their powers and their gifts. But it seemed like uh, Bruce Wayne uh, <laughs> he didn't he didn't know really what he was doing. But, uh, yeah, but he, he de- this definitely brought m- the most relatable version of Batman that we've seen in a live action movie. And I liked it a lot. But 
Let's go to Mike. What were your initial thoughts on this movie? It's essentially echoing what you said, right? It's it's that's exactly right. Where it's first of all, big ups to number one uh, podcast reference Robert Pattinson for for doing uh, for doing a fantastic. That's thing. right. Um, but you can yeah, you can tell it's it's his second year, and you know, kind of like what you said, it's essentially you got you got this kid almost like a teenager who has more money than he knows what to do with. And so desperately knows that he wants to help, but he doesn't really yes. know how he just, he's yeah. like, well, I'm just doing whatever I can. And just punch, punching people and hoping that fear <laughs> and intimidation takes, you know, takes he's over. He's so rest. angry. He's, you can he's tell so, he's, he's not, he doesn't have a lot of control. He's, he's just so, so angry. Moody. He, yeah. I put, I mean, in my notes, I have that, there's that one, there's a specific scene when, uh, I, maybe it's the first scene where you see Alfred, where uh, Bruce is down in the Batcave, he's he's looking back over his, uh, he uses the um, video contacts in his eyeballs to record everything mm-hmm. that he sees. So he's replaying back, Alfred comes down, good old Andy Serkis, uh, doing mm-hmm. his thing, Um He's talking about uh, to to Bruce how he needs to be careful, and Bruce does a very hor- I said he acts like a hormonal teenager throwing a tantrum, basically <laughs> yelling, "You're not my dad, Alfred." You know what I mean? Yeah. And he storms off. He's a, he's a kid. He's yeah, a kid he who's just trying. Um, but uh, overall, very very moody. Um, the Dark Knight trilogy had a lot of action and had a lot of like. Uh, guttural throat talking but uh <laughs> but it was it was very very like action oriented and this one was much more for lack of a better term emotional and just yeah, very sure. uh just moody and just kind of like dark but not not in like a not in just in like a physical sense although you could tell it's like the scenes were like were washed out kind of on purpose right there's a lot of blacks and browns and grays um but yeah. just very somber and sometimes literally dark. It's just like hard to see, but just a very downtrodden. It, it shows that Gotham is a gross place. It's gross and it's full of criminals and it's just yep. like a like a scummy downtown. And corrupt cops corrupt and judges. Cops, and People getting mugged on dirty DAs, subways. And, yeah. Yep. It's, uh, but... Uh, but overall, I thought it was—I thought it was really, really good. I will admit that the very first note that I wrote down for this movie, and I, I want to say that I did like this movie, but my very first note is, "quote, holy shit, this movie was so long." Yeah, I know. It was. It it definitely could have been cut down a little bit. I what I what I told someone when they asked me about it is, I feel like almost perfectly they could have cut that movie in half and made it two movies and it would have fit perfectly with like because you got like the penguin and you got the riddler i know the riddler took over most of the uh most of the kind of villain arc but it could have been two movies or it could have really gotten some fluff out this yeah, was you're not wrong it yeah, was one of those sure. things where i i did really like it i don't know that i'll see it again in the theater 
and it was three hours and most most of the time when you go see a movie if it's really good you get sucked into it and time flies this one felt like three hours this one felt like four hours you know like my life i don't i barely remembered my life before entering that movie theater (laughs) and then i had to go back out and just kind of like you know go do things and have responsibilities and i felt like i I was born (laughs) and lived an entire lifetime in there Um, (laughs) but but uh (laughs) but overall it was it was really really good paul paul dano dano Mm -hmm. dano as paul Paul dano it's Mm -hmm. i don't i don't want to like take up too much time by kind of going over every every point because i know we kind of want to do it in beats but that was like if a if a serial killer it's how a serial killer would do things now the way they use modern modern technology with the live streaming and use of facetime and like phone and and they want to be caught they wanted to be caught and that's why he was laying out the clues but yeah it's exactly what a modern serial killer would do now like you said for sure for sure and and they have this these the all these people who are watching and they're like uh all these people that are have mental issues that are gay, fi- you know, finding their own cause, like a bunch of outcasts yeah. who who can connect with someone who's mentally deranged. Um, and it was it was great. It was really eerie, and it freaked me out. Some of the uh, the videos that he made, it was very like um, just kind of like a found footage type of horror movie because that's actually that's literally what it was, but. It was brutal and it an eerie yeah. and unsettling for it to end up being like a nerdy guy, you know. It was it was great. Yeah, um, big big fan of that. Cool, Stephen. What are your thoughts? Your initial thoughts on this movie? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> when I was watching the movie, I I automatically thought that it was like a two hour movie, and then we got two hours into it. I saw it at like. T- at like 7.45. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be out of here by like 10 o'clock. We're going to be good. 10 o'clock comes around. I'm looking at my phone. I was like, we're nowhere close to, fin- to actually solving any of this. We haven't even gotten to like the main climax of this uh, this film. I don't think it's two hours. I ended up, I ended up getting out at like 11.15. I was like, shit, that was a fucking long movie. But I had to reassess everything afterwards and really just go over um, how I felt about the movie because there was a lot. Um, so... I'm about to say something that might be an, an unpopular opinion, but I believe controversial. That, All right, controversial maybe, but I believe that this was the best live-action Batman film to date, and give me a reason to explain why. So, the Go film had incredible cinematography. The camera angles they used and the darkness that they incorporated really helped sell the intensity of the scenes being shot. Now, Matt Reeves, his movie is is dark in color, but it isn't like the typical Zack Snyder movie presentation. Now, Reeves has dark tones, but he also highlights some warmer tones, such as the orange and the yellow, uh, every once in a while, which helps add to the weariness and the desperation that the characters are experiencing throughout the film. And while this movie has dark tones, they didn't need to get too gory when... Uh, dealing with a murder like they imply that the gore is there but if you notice they never really show the blood and the deaths of the the riddler's victims but the audience is engaged anyway and they are made to believe that they are actually witnessing a gory scene 
So the presentation of these scenes are what were brilliant on the screenwriters, the actors, and the director's part. The action in this this film it wasn't too much. You know, when when I was watching this, I was relieved actually that this wasn't a typical action movie like most superhero films tend to be. This was more of a detective story. And I was on the edge of my seat reading the clues as Batman wasn't uncovering them and seeing what is going to happen next. Now, this film it had its moments with the with, with uh, the action scenes. and They were pretty awesome, in my, my, my opinion. But it didn't take over the movie to the point where the story is lost because of it. Where some superhero films focus way too highly on the action. And they just forget about the dialogue. They forget about the actual story of it. Like bringing it from point A to point B. They don't even care about that. They'll just throw an action scene in there and think, you know what? They'll The audience will forget about what we were just talking about. What the, the story was, where it was leading to. And we're going to say, it was all resolved because of a fight. No. No. Now, some action movies or superhero films, they have a tendency to put a lot of lazy dialogue in the movie because they are more focused on making an action-packed spectacle for the audience. But this film didn't have that issue. The dialogue and the acting were top-notch for me. The dialogue that was presented to the audience made sense for the characters who were presenting the dialogue. The Batman movie features a lot of well-known villains. We we know, we know. you have Selina Kyle as as, as uh, Catwoman. You have the Riddler. You have Falcone, Penguin, and you you might think, oh geez, we're we're putting all these villains into one movie. It's, it feels kind of clustered and all that. And I know where you're coming from, Mike, when you said that you know it kind of it, it, you could put this into two two parts, and it, it it would make sense that way based on how many villains you had in at one time. But in, in this movie, in, in my opinion, the presence of all of these villains didn't feel to be too cluttered. It didn't feel like it was too much. I mean, the Riddler, the Cat, Catwoman, Falcone, and Penguin each occup- occupy their own space in this story. And they have their, their individual moments that where they're, they're shining, you know, and they have, a, they have um, you know, their confrontations with the Batman or with Bruce Wayne, you know the the Falcone Bruce Wayne um, interaction that was that hit me that hit hard. I was like, oh my god, this is intense. Like he just walks into the club and and requests to see Falcone. Like you see him do it as as Batman, where he kicks the crap out of them. Yes, the, the, the guys just to walk in, and then you see him again walking in as Bruce Wayne. As Bruce Wayne, and then he's that like, was Who is it? one oh. of the craziest. Like I, I thought that was perfect because right. he tried it. He tried it one way; it didn't work. So he's like, he gave up. He tried to do it as himself, and it it worked that time. And you see the comparison between the guys, the twins that were standing at the door, right? And when what the, how they they talk to Batman, like, oh yeah, I know who you are. Or and then, but they're mad at him, and then they Bruce Wayne shows up. It's like, oh my God, it's Bruce Wayne! What are you right. doing here? Yep. I'm like, it's the same guy. It's the yep. same guy. He's just not wearing his cape. I know. Especially that one oh, cop man. too. Remember the cop was that a... called that called Batman a freak, and then when he saw him at the funeral, yeah. he was like, "Hey, Bruce." Right. Like yeah. super nice. Yes. Oh man, it is really you know? intriguing, especially because. It That's the same more... cop though. At the end, right when they're in the part, the Riddler's yeah. apartment well, with, the, with the carpet, and he, yeah, he's is. the carpenter oh, person. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah, the same cop. I was like, they're bringing up like this cop. 
I feel like there is meant to be in some kind of show later on. Like yeah. we're gonna see this cop some at some point because I started liking the cop and I was like, I, I want to see this character more, even though he's just a random character, no idea what his name is, but I want to see him again at some point. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sorry, I Steve, interrupted, interrupted you. Go ahead. Oh no, no. So, um, so in this movie, more than any other movie, uh, where Batman is featured. Batman is more human to me. He's more vulnerable yeah. here, which is it's very intriguing for the audience to watch. You know, we're dealing with a Batman who is still new to fighting crime. We are seeing a mm-hmm. Batman that hasn't yet found control of his emotions and that sometimes dictates the actions of the character throughout the film. Now, now we, yeah, he's very conflicted as a right, character, for sure. So, so conflicted. And we're witnessing the, the Batman learning and growing as we go through the movie with him. And I loved that attention to detail because with every yeah. other Batman, they've or they're already somewhat composed. They have the the gritty voice like, "Where is she?" Like that kind of thing, <laughs> and they just get to the point. They have that they're already established, very well established in Gotham, you know. Whereas this mm-hmm. this Batman, Robert Pattinson's Batman, isn't that well established. So he's he's considered. A vigilante and a freak and all that other stuff. Like people, he doesn't have the following, the, the 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 fan base that he has that he had, you know, in previous Batman installments. And right. if I'm not sure if if you if you uh, if you paid attention um, to the detail of this, but when Batman um, basically gets blown up um, at the funeral. <laughs> Of, oh, he gets yeah. fucked up. He gets fucked up. <laughs> yeah, he does. He, he's, he's knocked out. He wakes up in the police headquarters, surrounded by like 25 or 30 cops just wa- looking over him, one of them mm-hmm. being Detective Gordon. That was intense. I was I was like, I my heart was beating. I was like, Holy fuck, this is... I thought they were going to take his mask off. I thought they were going to take his mask no, off. They, they I tried were, to. I thought they, they were going to kill him. I was, like I thought they, there were so many things that were going through my head. I'm like, oh my god! Like I, I was, my heart was beating for for him in that moment because like he he is outnumbered so much so, by so much and like he probably still would have won though. One guy comes towards him, he punches him. <laughs> like this and that. He's like, you can't. That's assaulting an officer. And he goes, how about three? Punches another person. <laughs> another person. <laughs> and then Detective Gordon pushes him against the fucking uh, the that cell. Boom. And he grabs onto him and he's like, we're not doing this here. And then um, Batman goes, so you're taking their side. And I'm not sure if you noticed this, but he's fucking tearing up. His eyes were watering because of that because he, no, he let his emotions that. get the best of him. I noticed that. I was like, no uh. way. He's actually tearing up because he, he's, he's still a child. He's letting his emotions get the best of him. And he found out the one person who was on his side, Detective Gordon, is now playing more of a neutral thing than anything else. He's not trying to take Batman's side. He pushes him into a corner. He's cornering him. And what do you do when you're young and your emotions are running wild and stuff like that and you get cornered like that? Take you're going to react me. irrationally. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to re- react irrationally. And I found that oh, really, really um, unique about Robert Pattinson's portrayal. Of uh, this character because you take your pants off. <laughs> you <take> your pants <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah, I mean, some of us do. Yeah, <laughs> now, no judging. 
I, I know that it has become a running joke for us on this podcast, but Robert Pattinson crushed this role <laughs> as not not only Batman but Bruce Wayne as well. I mean, in, in I'm not I don't know how you guys feel about the previous Batman movies or like fe- fe- movies that featured Batman in it, but if you if you notice that every single Batman movie, the actors playing them go either too hard on to one side or the other you know like they'll be very yeah. very good portraying bruce the bruce wayne side of it the the, the multi-billionaire the philanthropist you know that mm-hmm. kind of guy and then their batman it leaves something to be desired or yeah, right they're, they're they're much they're swayed to one side or the other to one as, side of the other yeah yeah right but this one like i believe I, i'm sure that, he was yeah you gonna say? i believe that he was batman and he was Bruce Wayne. He was like the entire I think he time. was perfect. He was perfect he, with he both of perfect. them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it made sense. And I also was afraid going into this that I was going to see him. Um, and I, all I was going to see was Cedric Diggory from Harry Potter or Edward Cullen from Twilight. <laughs> but it wasn't the case at all. Like his portrayal of the character pushed all of that aside. And he made this his own thing, mm-hmm. his own um, like universe. He helped create that. Yeah, and can can we talk about the prison scene for a second though before we move on? Oh yeah, for sure. That all right. So, all right. So when he punches Gordon and he runs up to the roof and he's just standing there, he has the wingsuit right, and he looks so nervous. And I'm like, this is amazing because this is exactly how I would feel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he he jumps off the building trying to escape from the Gotham PD. So he crashes into the (laughs) overpass. In a crash. very relatable oh move, he broke so many bones. I I, I was fall. like, he got clotheslined by this freaking overpass, and I was like, this is exactly how, what would happen to me if I tried this stunt right now. Absolutely. And I, but oh, yeah. he looks he looks so nervous, and it <laughs> seemed like he off. never has. Yeah, he's never. It seemed like he's never used this suit in in that capacity before. Like he's had it, but he's never had to use it. <laughs> and, that and was definitely the first time he ever used that. Yeah, for sure. For sure, because you could see the the wind was blowing him to the left and to the right, so he didn't have that much control. And mm-hmm. I thought at one yeah. point he was gonna crash into the building to the right of him, but yeah, that was. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's funny because he lands. He when he lands, and this is something I, I realized later. When he lands over the overpass, he lands right outside the Riddler's apartment. And oh, does no. he? Yes, he does. If uh, yeah, and there's multiple times throughout the episode because most of the the episode, most of the movie takes place at that club or around in that area, right? Right. So there's a, there's a a scene where if you pause it when they're staring at the club where the Riddler is outside is in his window with the binoculars. So. Oh, that's right. It's, it's so perfect because he lands literally right outside of the Riddler's apartment and he's so close, (laughs) but so far away at all points in the movie. And (laughs) like, guess think about how many times he's right outside of the Riddler's apartment and he just doesn't know it's there. But I'm sorry. Continue, Steven. That was my no. that was a, a great a great freaking part of the the movie because again it's it's so relatable and that's what makes this movie so great because he was so nervous to do this unlike the Batman we've seen in the past where they're so confident and they're like well, yeah, let's fucking do it I don't care give a shit and whatever but right I was I was <laughs> really intrigued by the change 
you know, because you could have gone the same route that Christopher Nolan went with his Batman. You could have went the same route that Zack Snyder went with his Batman. Like, there's so many different versions of the Batman. Everyone has their own take on how the Batman acts. But I think that Robert Pattinson nailed it. And he even talks about um, his time shooting the Batman movie. He said he, he had never felt more isolated than when he was playing this character. Like, and really? he's played some like some intense roles in the past. So the fact that he's saying that about this character, that says a lot about the, the, de- the determination that he had and the um, just the, the whole like the amount of work he put into making this what it was. And he wasn't the only mm-hmm. actor that made this movie like great. I mean, I think that Andy Serkis as um, as Alfred was a perfect choice. I mean, considering. Like the, the the age difference between Robert Pattinson and him, I mean, it made sense for what they were doing. Um, I'm glad he's not dead. I mean, when, when the yeah, whole thing happened, I thought, I thought he was that's dead. what was gonna happen. <laughs> I was so pissed. I was like, you, you didn't fucking just kill him off. No way. It it but, already happened, sir. Right. <laughs> it happened. What? <laughs> no. And I'm like, no, get the fuck out. But Alfred, uh, <laughs> Alfred, <laughs> Alfred, uh, <laughs> my best friend, <laughs> my best friend. <laughs> but aside from them, I mean, I think that um, the guy who played um, Detective Gordon, I always forget his name, but he was in oh, games. Brimley. He was also the guy nope, who was definitely the, not uh, that the Watcher in the What If yeah. series. Uh, that guy, he. Him and Robert Pattinson's dynamic worked so well in this movie. Like whether it's supposed to be buddy buddy cop or, um, or or they're supposed to be a it's supposed to be a very intense scene where, where the two of them are trying to endure whatever's coming their way. Like I think they did a great job together as as Batman and as um, Detective Gordon. I think that Colin Fer- Colin Farrell did an amazing so job. Good. I think that. Um, Zoe Kravitz, she yeah. as as Catwoman. That was a different take of Catwoman than I'm used to because Catwoman yeah. is a kind of character who uses her sexuality to her advantage. She's able to get what she wants. She uses it's a sexual prowess kind of thing. She is how do I put this? She just she uses her sexuality to get what she wants. She's she likes to steal. Don't she we likes all to be in control? You know, we try. She likes to she <laughs> likes to be in control all the time, and this was one of those films where Zoe Kravitz. She's at the beginning of the Catwoman, um, her Catwoman days, I guess you could say. So, and Selena so Kyle, yeah, Selena Kyle, yeah. She does. She's not. She doesn't. Um, she doesn't have that Catwoman quality yet. She's building upon it, and I've been talking to a couple people. They said that they didn't really care for her portrayal of it, but. And they said that it should have been um, more romantic between Batman and her. And I said, I think this is your first. I think this is your first movie between the two. This is this own universe that they can build upon. Okay, you shouldn't. But let's talk about that though, because if you've watched Gotham and you read the comic books, Selena Kyle and Bruce Wayne they know each other when they were kids. Oh yeah. Because yeah they they know each other so but in the movie it seemed like did she not know that bruce wayne was batman because i don't i don't think she did but it almost seemed like she didn't know bruce wayne at all either and i don't know why it just it just seemed like she didn't know bruce wayne 
as the character as a as a person in this universe but they, uh, i could be wrong i don't they reference that i think i think they did something along bruce the line uh, no well no that was that was not not selena that Gala. was the riddler. they say something along the lines of like who doesn't know bruce wayne right like that's they know who but yeah. i don't think she, she it seems like they uh their whole interactions they just met each other when when he sees her in the uh, in right. the club when she has, she has the boots on oh and yeah he identifies right. the boots and then he, he see, knows her apartment and with anita oh, yeah. or whatever the girl's name is um so they're they're definitely it's seemingly new to each other uh i i did think when they were up on the uh on the jumbotron in the in the stadium when he got knocked out i thought she was going to kiss his unconscious body that made me very uncomfortable and uh <laughs> but then she started getting the shit beat out of her and everything was pretty okay i want you know i wanted to ask oh what the hell i understand that batman's really smart right and so his whole thing is that he always has like a a solution to his problem what the hell did he inject himself with I thought it was like adrenaline or something. I was like, it was, it was, like I think it was adrenaline. It was adrenaline. Yeah. It reminded me of I'm pretty the, sure uh, of like the venom that Bane uses to get all beefed up. You know what I mean? <gasps> oh, it reminded me of that. But it's just the fact that he had that ready to go, and that he uh, he was completely got fine sh- afterwards. That motherfucker shotgun. got shot by a shotgun, dude. Like oh, point blank range point with a shotgun blank. into the stomach. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, that must hurt so much. He definitely broke some ribs, right? Oh, like, not all of his ribs. 100%. Um, oh, yeah. But I just, I was questioning through the, throughout the entire movie, I was questioning, why aren't they punching him, at, uh, firing at his face? Like, he's it literally, is his, his <laughs> oh, jaw is showing. Shoot him in the face, man. I like, just shoot him that, in the uh, face. <laughs> in the, in the church at the funeral, when that thing blew up, it blew up in his oh, face, yeah. and his face is not covered. Like I feel like that would oh, take the jaw right off. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, that was true. a big explosion. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, it's uh, it's. I mean, but it, also it's a Batman movie, so you gotta you gotta just expect that. You gotta give and take that a little bit, right? These you, gotta, yeah. you can't you can't kill Batman off right away. <laughs> right. right. That, that'd be a power. But. The Jim Gordon and Batman relationship was was pretty cool, I think, because it, yeah. it almost seemed like they were partners, right? Yeah, absolutely. It seemed it's, they were partners in this movie, even though it was only it's only year two, and Jim Gordon, which we, again we we never seen how that relationship started, but we know now that he trusts him a lot. They they each trust each he other. Says, yeah, he says he's the, that Batman is the only person that he trusts. Yeah. Which is and crazy, right? Which is funny because <laughs> shortly he before that, he's like, know I don't even identity. know who you are, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know who you are, exactly. man. <laughs> I don't even know who you are. So, man. <laughs> uh, but we can talk about the Penguin a little bit if we wanted to. I know that Colin Farrell, I know we talked about it a little bit already, but uh, Colin Farrell did a very great, good job. Fantastic and I love the scene. Yeah, for sure. And I, I love the scene when he's doing the, the car chase. That was probably one of my favorite scenes of the movie. Because um, it was action-driven, but it... Yeah, I don't know. It seemed... Did, did it seem like... I don't know. I thought it was good. I thought that was a, a great scene. And him, he's like, I got you. I got you. And then he just knocks it over. And then it's the same thing as the trailer. The same music is playing from the trailer where he's Batman's walking upside down because that's that's the way that Penguin's looking at Batman because right, he's upside right. down. 
Uh, so I thought that was that was pretty good. That was pretty good. And then they tie him up, and then they let him go. <laughs> they just leave him there. <laughs> Stumbling. Yeah, I thought it was good. But... <laughs> I thought it was good. But I thought that I thought the car chase, like a lot of scenes in the movie, I felt like it went on a little bit too long. Yeah, it was long. Yeah, like no, a I lot agree. of most scenes in the movie were just like long takes, mm. and it, they were just very very long. It kind of drawn out. Um, which, like you said, it got it didn't get boring, but it 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 it, it did kind of feel like all right, let's let's uh, we get it, you know? Yeah. Let's let's yeah. move on. A, let's move along a little bit. For sure. Yeah. The, For sure. The um, the Riddler in his mask breathing was very unsettling Ugh. the entire time. Yeah. And it worked very well movie, for what they man. were doing, but it just felt sure. oh man. The entire first scene, when the mayor is looking at the, the news, I thought that the Riddler was a bodyguard of some sort, just watching over him, because he's just right. standing there, and the fucking mayor has no clue that he's behind him. And then all of a sudden, so the mayor scary. gets off the phone, and he's still watching the news, and all of a sudden, the Riddler comes out of nowhere. It felt like a very random strike. Boom! Hits him in the back it of the did. head. Just beats the shit. I was like, what the but fuck? But he, he yells, like, ah! The way that he, he yells, I thought it was so weird. Like, because the way he was so menacing standing there, but then he was like, ah! And he hits him. Like, it was like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, do, do, you guys wanna, <laughs> do you guys want to talk about uh, the Joker? We can. Yes, let's do it. I so, mean, like, do you know who the, the actor that is? That popped up. That's a. Uh, the guy Barry, from. It's the guy Coger. from the Eternals. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Druig. 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 That's so weird. Yep. I never would have pictured I that. It, based on, because if, if you remember in the close-up shot, he's he's listed in the cast as unnamed Arkham prisoner, right? But of it's course, yeah. uh, well, no. it's Joker. But the, the Matt Reeves has confirmed it that it's it's the Joker. Yeah. Right. 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 In the in the close up, he's got he looks like he's got some like facial disfigurement. Yeah, yeah. At first, I thought it was Two Face, based off of that. At first, oh. because because uh, you only saw one side of his face and it was all fucked up, so I thought that it was like a Two Face thing. <laughs> oh, but oh, yeah. kind of like you said though, and this happens a lot in the movie, they get a little cheesy with the lines, and then Joker says something along the lines of like you know. Before you know it, they think you're a clown. Like, okay, so that's the Joker. Uh, At yeah, one point, sure. Selena Kyle was, you know, went after the rooftop when she was gonna push the uh, macaroni guy or whatever off the roof, and Batman says like, "Well, don't ruin your life," and she's like, "Don't worry, I have nine more." I'm like, "Shut up! <laughs> Shut up!" Like, you know, like it's corny. It, it made me. It's so corny. I mean, it, I it's cute, right? And it's very comic booky. But it made me roll my eyes. Like, okay, <laughs> okay, you know. Um, yeah. Did you... But uh, I guess what kind of remains to be seen what happens with uh, with the Joker. Yeah. And how they bring him. Yeah. In. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Well, yeah. From what Matt Reeves said, that it's uh, so Matt Reeves said that in at some point in year one of Batman, of him being Batman, that's when he fought the Joker, and that's oh. why he's in Arkham. So we didn't get to see that, which I guess is okay. Maybe at some point we'll see it. Oh, he's gonna break in the out. Future. Of course, he has to. Yeah, we'll go yeah. Box and... tank or whatever, and we'll get a couple episodes out of it. <laughs> right <laughs> there, you go. And apparently, in this in this version, uh, the Joker has like a a deformity, I guess, where he is is from birth he could never stop smiling. 
So yeah. that's the reason why he's always smiling is because he physically can't stop smiling because it's a, it's a birth, de- birth defect apparently. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, so that's the that's the Joker. Hopefully we'll see him in uh, at number two because I guess we are getting a number two at some point of the Batman. And I guess I've, I've heard rumors that it might be um, – uh, what's his name? Who Arnold Schwarzenegger played the Frozen guy? Mr. Freeze. <laughs> Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Yes. I've heard rumors that he might be the villain of it's number ice two. Ice to meet you. Oh, ice. That's right. Ice to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Did any of you guys notice that there was a certain uh, theme song that was playing throughout the movie that sort of sounded like the Imperial March? It was like. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, I did catch. Dun. Yeah, and I was like, you just yeah, missed one yeah, yeah. key. You skipped one key, but yeah, it's basically the hey, same. Man. It's, it's the under pressure the ice ice baby mm. thing all over again. It's a completely different song because yep. they changed one note. Right, same <laughs> melody. Oh man. oh man, damn you, Vanilla Ice. Damn you. <laughs> Any other major moments of the episode? Really? Oh, the, the three-hour-long episode. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The movie. I, I thought you remember when when Batman was uh, interrogating the Riddler in the prison in Arkham. Yeah. And the first words from Riddler are Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And right, right. and and Batman looks so nervous the entire time. Yeah. yeah. I was like, this is amazing. This is and so it, it cuts good. To the camera recording. Yeah. So like, people are gonna hear that. Um, cause that yeah. was fresh off of the, uh, there was a thing on, on, uh, the Riddler's wall that says, I know who you really are. Right. So it's, he's like, yeah. he's panicking that he's about to, uh, he's about to uncover get his identity uncovered. Yeah. yeah. You, you know what I, I wanted to bring up to, I believe we, to, I believe we talked about this in an episode. Um, so the, um, first of all, the first two hours and 58 minutes of this movie, uh, <laughs> Batman Batman absolutely refuses to use the Batarang on his chest. And then he uses it like five times in 10 minutes um, to cut stuff. Like he cuts. The, oh, right. Uh, he cuts open the, the crime scene door. Then he cuts that uh, electric outlet. Um, not the electric outlet, the electrical wire to save everybody. Uh, did we, a long time ago, when the movie first got announced, did we talk about that there was something along the lines of that bat symbol on his chest was made from the gun that killed his parents? Yeah, yeah. yeah you mentioned that. Uh, at some point in the last 22 episodes, you've mentioned that. Yeah, I don't, that was, that's now, pretty cool. I don't remember where I got that information from. I think maybe it was the director oh, that good. said it or what. <laughs> but uh, I no, was I think it was actually. To, it was Matt Reeves at DC Fandom. It's just, I that. was expecting there to be some kind of reference to it in the movie. And then instead it just sat on his chest for two and a half hours. And then he used it a couple of times. All I could think about is how many predicaments he could have gotten out of if he had uh, <laughs> just maybe made use of that real quick. <laughs> but true, uh, true. it was pretty cool. I was expecting there to be some kind of flashback to his parents getting shot. I'm glad they didn't, um, though. I'm so glad they didn't do that. Yeah, me too. Me too. We've, we've, we've seen his parents we've die multiple times. We don't need it. Times. We, saw it in the, we saw it in the movie Watchmen. We saw it in, yeah. you know, in every reiteration Did of we? Batman ever. We saw like, it in, in Well, Watchmen? they, they reference, right, that's, it's more of a reference where one oh, of the okay. superheroes saves the the rich parents with their kid from getting mugged and he beats uh, up the mugger and it's yeah. a reference to Batman. Um, I gotcha. 
but uh yeah i was expecting them to to bring reference that thing it's just it's it's such like a cool the fact that it's detachable and everything like it's such a cool yeah thing and then he used it like twice so i was like oh, okay well <laughs> yeah the last three minutes of the movie right yeah he starts cutting up i, I love the the makeshift uh, bat signal like it, this, it's just jammed yeah. with metal, right. and it becomes a bad signal. It's not official yet, and it's that's what makes this movie so good is that it, it's like, it's like if there was a vigilante in the city of New York City. This is what probably would have ha- would happen Absolutely. if there was a vigilante in New York City. Everything but, uh, is crudely which, welded, and nothing is like yep. official and properly built. Yep. Not yet, not yet. But this is his coming of age story, so. We'll, uh, we'll see what happens in the second movie. Yes, uh, we will. Any any other major moments of this movie that you'd like to discuss? No. I don't no. think so. Those contacts are wild. They are. I, I was thinking, I was like, I want those. <laughs> like, yeah, me too, I, man. That would be so cool to, to have those. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well... As I mentioned before, we're going to be recording next week. Uh, and then me and Steven will be out for a couple weeks because uh, we're going to be in Turkey and Egypt. But, yeah, I think I think that'll do it for this episode of the Flavor of the Geek podcast where we talk about all things geek always. Just remember, my name is Matthew. My name is Mike. My name is Steve. And we, we love, love you 3,000. 3,